So today is the fourth Sunday of the Easter season, and churches across the world um, call this Good Shepherd Sunday. Uh, And so this text comes to us from the Gospel of John chapter 10, which happens or occurs before uh, Jesus' death and resurrection. So we kind of read it through resurrection eyes. What did Jesus mean when he said this leading up to his death? So if you'd like to read along, it's uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 through, we're actually going to go to 11, 1 through 11. Will you please stand for the reading of the Gospel? Hear the word of the Lord. Very truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will run, excuse me, they will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. This is the word of God given to us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So as I said, today is Good Shepherd Sunday, and the hymns that Tish picked out were rich with that um, the metaphor of the shepherd, the sheep, the pasture. We read Psalm 23, um, which is, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want which um, is not by coincidence, but is read oftentimes at funerals. Um, And then we read uh, Gospel of John, uh, where he says, I am the gate, I am uh, the good shepherd. And uh, we see this now with eyes opened. It even said in the scripture, they didn't understand, they didn't know what he was talking about. Um, But now we do. So Jesus loved to talk in metaphors and, um, and used the items and the things and the lifestyle of those um, of his listeners. And we are very, very far removed from the shepherding nomadic world. We are very far away from um, animal husbandry and raising sheep, right? But we do know enough about sheep that um, they need um, a shepherd, Even today, they need a shepherd, they need care uh, givers, or they will run amok. They, uh, perhaps I'm on social media and YouTube too much, but for some reason I see uh, these videos of sheep. And um, there's one sheep that uh, evaded his care uh, givers for so long that he had overgrown wool. Um, I can't even remember how many pounds of wool was removed from him, but it was covering his eyes, it was weighing him down, making him slow. Uh, Brambles were kind of woven into his uh, coat of wool. 
they, they could not survive without uh, a shepherd caring for them and grooming them and, and making sure that they did not get stuck in, in you know, a ravine or in the mud or be eaten. We hear of heroic stories, um, not of soldiers necessarily, but heroic stories of shepherds in the Old Testament um, where lions and bears would come to the flock and the shepherd would put his own life on the line to protect the whole flock, would um, you know, kill the bears and the lions that were coming. We even hear this of David who um, was a predecessor king to uh, Jesus who wrote you know, many of the Psalms in Psalm 23. A good shepherd cares for the sheep. We know this. But what does this mean uh, in light of the resurrection? Why are churches around the world reviewing the, this story and this text from Jesus about what it means to be a good shepherd in light of the resurrection? Now, y'all know my background's in Christian education and what, I, what do I always say? I'm gonna learn you something. Right? So the Gospel of John, he, he, the, the author likes to be unique, a little different. Um, so we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and those are the synoptic Gospels because they look very much like the same thing with only minor differences. But John uh, wrote the Gospel uh, much later and had no interest in doing what they did, which is kind of a, almost a biographical account, a, a semi-historical account. John was more interested in what's the theology and who is Jesus now that we um, worship him and know him and, and we are living as a new church. Uh, so there's a lot of um, intentional writing and theology just woven through John's gospel. And one thing that we miss out in English translation is this very unique uh, Greek um, grammar that uh, sends off um, kind of like alerts to us. What is John saying here? And what John does is he used this Greek phrase called ego eimi, which means I am. Now when we read, I don't know about the Pew Bibles, but in my Bible, there's nothing that kind of clues us up to the I am, but in other Bibles, you will see capital I, capital A-M. I am, not just I'm going to the store, but I am Karen Jones. It's a little different. And it is a, a hint to when Moses said to the burning bush, he says, who are you anyway? If the Pharaoh says, who has sent me? What, what is the name of your God? God says, I am who I am. And so John is very intentional about the Christology, that who is Jesus and Jesus is God. Whenever Jesus says, I am, Jesus is hinting to when God said, I am. Okay, so in these 11 verses, we hear twice Jesus saying, I am the gate, I am the good shepherd. So it's not just, I am talking, I am going, I am a preacher, it is, I am his personhood, his identity, I am the gate. Very peculiar, right? I'm a door. What, what does that even mean? Again, we have to kind of dig back into the social historical context. What does it mean when Jesus says, I am the gate? Now, unfortunately, when we use today's lens to read um, ancient texts, it kind, of, it kind of sounds like Jesus might be 
like a bouncer. Y'all don't go clubbing, do you? I certainly don't. But a bouncer is somebody who stands outside of a club or a bar and says, you can come in, you can't, you're too young, or you're not dressed right. You know, they, they um, gatekeep who gets to come and go. But I don't think this is quite what Jesus is saying as the gatekeeper, the bouncer to uh, the sheepfold. And again, this is post-resurrection. He is not necessarily the, the bouncer uh, for heaven, for paradise. It's a little bit more nuanced than that. I am the gate to the sheepfold. What we need to understand is what did the sheepfold look like? If you look at this altar rail, you can imagine it as a stone fence that goes all the way around and keeps the sheep. But there is no gate with a hinge that lets the sheep uh, come and go and protect them at night and to keep them in or to keep the wolves out. Just like our altar rail, which is just coincidence. There's no, you know, don't look too much into it. It's just coincidence. But the sheepfold would have um, this opening. And you know what the shepherd would do at night? They would sleep right here. They'd put their back up to one side and they'd put their feet and uh, their, their um, stick and they would close this up and their bodies would be the gate. Isn't that cool? I told you I was going to learn you something. So Jesus says, I am the gate. What it means to be the gatekeeper, the shepherd that, that is in the in-between is that I protect you and I keep the wolves, the bears, the, the lions out. I am the gate. So it's more than, more than just keeping those in and out. He is putting his life on the line to keep us safe and to keep us in uh, the sheep fold in paradise, in heaven, in the heavenly garden, whatever uh, way we want to think of the post-resurrection, um, you know, paradise. But Jesus is the one who is the gate. Now, yes, there is a degree of gatekeeping who is in and who is out, but I, I kind of want us to um, deconstruct a little bit about uh, heaven and hell and evil and good. I want us to see Jesus as the pathway to heaven because in John he does say, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the resurrection. But there's something that is um, not as harsh in John uh, 1 through 11 when Jesus says uh, about paradise, about what he wants to offer us. It is about him as the good shepherd more than about us as the sheep wandering about. There is goodness in who Jesus is as the one that invites us into heaven. There is goodness uh, in, in Jesus who cares for us, who leads us beside still waters, who makes sure that we want for nothing. The goodness when I read this scripture, is uh, about the name. Jesus says, I call them by name. Now, um, a lot of pet owners in here? Any pet owners? Uh, do your pets know their name? I mean, they're dogs and cats and chickens and birds, but if you say their name, do their ears perk up a little bit? 
just a little bit. Um, they know their name. And so I imagine a, a flock of sheep, a hundred sheep, and the shepherd knows them by name. It's getting dark. Come on in, Fluffy. Come on in, Cotton. Come on in, uh, Bunny. Come on in, Spot. Come on in, you know, one after a hundred names. And it's not too much for the good shepherd to know them by name. I don't know about you, but that is deeply intimate and so sweet. Because the shepherd uh, doesn't, I mean, they're, they're a hired hand to a degree. They get their hands dirty. They sleep on the, on the ground in between, you know, these rock fence. And yet, there's a sweetness that they are not just hired to care for, but they really care for the sheep that know them by name. And the sheep know this. If another person had come, come on in Fluffy, come on in Snowball, come on in Cotton, whatever the names are, and they're like, I don't recognize you, you're going to have to chase me, right? They know their name. And we see this in the resurrection story. When Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb and she is weeping, she is so grieved and, and, and crestfallen and, and she thinks that not only is her Messiah, her Lord, her teacher, uh, the Son of God is dead, but all of her hopes are laid to rest too. But on top of that, salt to the wound, she thinks that his body was stolen, that there was some grave robbing, and that's why the, the tomb was empty. And so she's in the tomb, and she sees that it's empty. She goes to the garden, and she is just heartbroken. And a man that we know to be Jesus, a man says, why are you weeping? And the scripture says she thinks that it was the gardener. And she says, wherever you've laid his body, tell me and I will go get him. She still thinks that it's a stranger. And then he says, Mary. It was by the calling of her name that she realized this was no stranger. This was no gardener. This is the Messiah, the son of God, my, my teacher, my rabbi, my friend calling me because she knew him and his voice when he called her by name. There's something very sweet and intimate and close when it says the shepherd, the good shepherd, our shepherd says, I know you by name. Throughout scripture, we see how names are more than just something to identify a person. You know, there's, there's lots of um, uh, this person, the son of XYZ, the son of David, the son of Benjamin, the son of yada, yada, yada. That's the part where we were like, I got to read the Bible, but there's so many names. But there are other names that are unique and given and gifted and it's usually God changing their name. Uh, for instance, you know, Jesus, he saw uh, Simon, which, which means uh, to listen, to hear. And as Simon, a disciple, was walking along and learning, Jesus says, you know what? You're not a Simon. You're a Peter. You're a rock on which I will build my church. Your name's not Simon anymore. It's Peter. 
we hear of the meaning and richness of names. And you, you, you recall when you named your, your uh, child or, or when you hear stories of your parents naming you, it was no easy task to decide on a name because they mean something, right? They have deep, deep meaning. Whether you have the name of your father and your grandfather and your great-grandfather and you're the fifth generation of somebody, or whether you um, were given a biblical name, there is a deep, deep meaning to your name and the names that we give to each other. And we, we know Jesus by a number of names and, and the deep meanings. Jesus means um, God saves, but Jesus' name is also Emmanuel, God with us. And individuals change their names. Uh, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, Naomi, um, I think Naomi means sweet. Um, I don't believe I wrote it down in my notes. But after um, Naomi's husband had died and her son had died and she was dismissing her daughter-in-law, she says, do not call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara, which means bitter. A name is more than a name. It ties us to who we are. And you don't just share your name uh, or, or your nickname or your full name. Some, we hold it closely to us with the stories of our names. But Jesus knows your name. And he calls to us in, in the garden and says, Mary. He says, Karen. He, he says, John. Susan, he knows us by name. And there's something intimate and sweet that the Son of God, the Messiah, God in three persons would know us by name and calls us home. For that is the Good Shepherd. We rejoice that the Good Shepherd cares for us, leads us beside still waters, prepares a table uh, for us in the presence of our enemies, makes sure that if we have to travel uh, down deep and dark valleys through shadows that we do not do it alone. Yes, but this Good Shepherd also knows us deeply and knows us by name and calls us home. What a good, good shepherd and good God that we worship. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, we give you tremendous thanks that you know each of us more than our name, but who we truly are. Our hurts, our scars, you know our gifts, you know each of us. And as a good shepherd, you walk beside us to ensure that there is goodness, protection. Lord God, you are the gate and you protect us and lay down your life for us. But as the gate, you also welcome us into your sheepfold. Lord God, we give you thanks that you are a good shepherd. It is in your name we pray. Amen.